Hello, my lovely, and welcome to the ADHD Entrepreneur. My name is Carrie, and I'm your host and the chief weirdo of Carrie Out Loud. I'm so glad that you found the podcast. And as a woman with ADHD who mentors women with ADHD, I am here to help you harness the traits you contend with and show you how to work with them and not against them. So that way your business will grow and thrive with a lot less stress and overwhelm and you can have a lot more fun. So if that's your jam, you're in the right place. Let's get started. See you on the inside. Hello, my lovely, and welcome back to the ADHD Entrepreneur. My name is Carrie. I am your host and chief weirdo here. I'm also the CEO of Carrie Out Loud. And if you are new here, welcome. I'm so excited to have you. Just so you know, I do two types of episodes here. I do ADHD specific and business specific when it comes to working a business with ADHD. Um, This is really a choose your own adventure. If you're here for the ADHD content, I got you. If you're here for business, I got you. If you're here for both, I really got you. (laughs) Um, Also, before we get started today, I'd like to ask if you could do me a favor and take a screenshot, share it to your stories along with a takeaway or two and tag me in it because this is how I can reach more amazing ADHD women just like you and how I can spread the mission of ADHD awareness because so many women believe they have uh, other things going on and ADHD is the main culprit. So the more that women know this could be possible for them, the more women will be able to get the help and ADHD management that they need, support and all that jazz. So thank you. If you do that, tag me so I can say thank you. And I appreciate you being here. Okay. So Today is an ADHD only episode. And I wanted to talk about something because I came across this with a client of mine, but this is something that is a pretty uh, common experience for women with ADHD. Um, I'd have to look and see if this is common for men, but I I think that it's common for both. (laughs) Um, But I want to tell you about rejection sensitivity dysphoria, what it is, why it's so prevalent as a combination with ADHD, and what you can do to manage that. So I looked up in psychology today because I wanted to see like what they said RSD was like defined as, right? So people who have ADHD and RSD, which is what I'm going to be referring to it from now on, because rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria is a mouthful to say on repeat. So RSD is what I'm going to go with. And here are some of the signs that RSD might be something you are contending with. I know I have contended with this my whole life. (laughs) And now it makes so much sense. And now that I know this and I'm aware of it and I'm curious about it, it does not rule me as much as it used to. And this can happen for you as well. It is a difficult thing to manage, but not impossible. And there are things that you can do to help yourself. So we're going to get a little bit into all of that today. People with RSD are extremely sensitive to criticism often holding on to the negativity, the words or actions that were made towards 
you or them, anybody with this, for months or even years. Talk about a grudge, right? Um, and if you feel devastated by criticism from a friend, a teacher, a coworker, a boss, a relative, um, that you keep repeating what they said over and over again, and it's really tough for you to rebound after feeling left out by friends or saying something you regret. <laughs> if this is something that you really struggle with, you may have RSD that you contend with. And this is a very common coexisting issue um, with ADHD, but it is not in a formal diagnosis category. But it is this, like I said, I, I went to psychology today and a couple of other like scientific resources to get this information. And even though it's not considered a diagnostic issue, it is something that does reveal itself with ADHD. So here are some of the signs that RSD could be at play for you. You struggle with low self-esteem or self-worth. You are embarrassed very easily or you feel a lot of shame very easily. Here's an interesting one, and I will talk about ADHD and anger in an entire other episode because that came up uh, with a client of mine as well. And we were talking about how before we had our diagnoses, we were so deeply angry all the time, like just carried around this anger boiling in our, our bodies. And I've talked about that actually with a lot of women, and there is a lot of rage before you get your diagnosis. And then once you have it, you have more clarity and you understand where the rage comes from because you're just trying to live life and it's been challenging. It's been challenging, especially pre-diagnosis. Um, okay, here, we, let me go on. Quickly to anger blow up when perceiving a rejection or getting hurt by someone. So whether it's real or not, if you are perceiving rejection, that is something that is part of this. Uh, setting high expectations that are difficult to meet for yourself, for others. Uh, experiencing social anxiety and challenges in your relationships. Uh, often see yourself as a failure. When you're disappointing someone else, when you're not people-pleasing, you think you're failing, which is actually the complete opposite. Um, and you might also anticipate rejection in a new situation, like out of the gate. You're like, I'm going to be rejected. <laughs> These are some of the signs. And I'm not laughing because this is funny. I'm laughing because I have been there. When I read all this, I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the ways that I help women with this issue is through one of my signature programs. It's my signature life coaching program. And this is that hat. They're two very different hats, my business mentorship and my uh, life coaching. They look very different. Um, and so one of the things that I do in my signature program, which is called ADHD Alchemy, is talk through this and address RSD, what to do when it flares up, what it looks like, what it feels like, find what it feels like in your body. We do all of those types of things so that you can manage your nervous system well when this type of issue hits. So some of the strategies that I teach to help women like you with ADHD, especially, you know, if you are contending with RSD, is 
walking you through this because I know for me that was really invaluable. It was very helpful for me to talk about my sensitivity to rejection because, like I said, once I got clear and curious, this was able to be managed so much easier. And coaching has helped me with that. So I just wanted to mention that here for you in case you're a newer diagnosed ADHD woman or you've been diagnosed in the last couple of years and haven't really dealt with some of these things that come with your ADHD. This is this is for you. <laughs> so what are some of the strategies that I help with? The first thing we do is reinforce strengths by focusing on your positive efforts and your accomplishments. So when you are in a spiral, you only see the negative. And my work is to ask you questions, to figure out what the story is there, and to find out why these feelings are coming up for you. It could just literally be RSD and you perceive rejection. It can be that simple. So we want to look at you, your personality, your positive strengths, your efforts, your accomplishments, and those things will help you understand that, no, this is not rejection. It's perceived. I can keep moving here. Um, another thing that you can do is practice what's called, I think this is so cute, Q-tip. Quit taking it personally. <laughs> Everything is not personal. Feelings are not always facts. And you can use this quit taking it personally, which I know is easier said than done. But this will help you to separate personal attacks from general comments because a majority of the time, what you're contending with or what you're having is a general comment and you are taking it as a personal attack, even though it's not. Now, there are times when people do attack us personally, verbally, right? And that is, we we definitely want to stand up for your, you know, you want to stand up for yourself in that situation. But this is a way to help you separate those personal attacks and kind of take that perspective view instead of being so up close. It's to kind of pull that camera back, right? Um, another thing that you can do is help yourself manage these big feelings effectively. And the way that we do that is through coping strategies, relaxation techniques, tapping, talking to a friend, walking meditations. There are so many things that we can tap into to manage these big feelings and basically cut it off at the pass so that our neuroplasticity, our brain's ability to change, our mind's ability to change our brain to change our mind, right? Um, you can go right to these strategies and eventually your brain starts going to the strategy instead of to the deep feeling of rejection. It goes to how do I manage this? So that's just something that with time and practice and over and over and over and over again, doing this and going directly to coping mechanisms, sorry, coping strategies, not mechanisms. Those are different. Um, it teaches your body another way to do things. And we're always working on that. We're always working on changing our brain to change our mind, right? The next thing you can do, and this is hard. <laughs> this is so hard for a lot of women. Whether you have ADHD or not, whether you have rejection, sensitivity, dysphoria or not, 
treating yourself with deep compassion, practicing self-forgiveness, and being kind to yourself. These are three things that do not come easily to women with ADHD, especially pre-diagnosis, because you just think so many negative things about yourself, or you may have those negative thoughts about yourself. And so some of the best things we can do for ourselves is be kind and compassionate with our own feelings and our own self. And that alone can really change the trajectory of how this feels. If you go right into self-compassion or right into kindness, as if you're talking to say maybe five-year-old you, you're going to approach this very differently. So this is something that you can practice, that you can work on when you are not in a, a state of RSD, and it will be very handy for you when you need it, right? Practice it before you need it so that you have it when you need it. The next thing I want you to know is that positive self-talk is very important because what we say out of our mouth, we can hear with our ears. And what we think, we can hear what we're thinking. <laughs> right? So since you can hear your thoughts and you hear what you say to yourself. Here's one thing that's really cool about the brain. And this goes to what's called the reticular activation system. It is a definite different thing. It is not RSD. It's RAS. It's a little area of the brain that tells us what to filter out. So if we have a more negative outlook on life, we are going to naturally see more of the negativity in the world. If we're focused on not toxic positivity, but true positivity and pulling ourselves out of that inner critic and building more confidence so that voice will just be quiet and stop telling you this crap that it's telling you. And quieting that inner critic, critic, <laughs> critic, critic is a big deal, probably bigger than you realize. And I have personally experienced rejection sensitivity because I have had perceived issues or perceived that somebody was saying something a certain way and I took it and ran with it. I have had relationships where before my ADHD was diagnosed, I just held on like for dear life, right? And the, the harder you hold something and the more you're grasping at it, <laughs> the more it hurts you, not the other person, right? So we can't see that. We are so sometimes when that RSD kicks in, we can be so quick to just think it's us, think we're the problem, take everything so deeply personal, and it does not have to be that way. It really doesn't. And I know one of the things that helped me. And I want to talk about life coaching for just a moment. When I was going through 
my diagnosis, I was going through a coaching certification program because I'm a life coach twice over. And so I was looking, I was going into to more depth in the second program. It was a lot longer, a lot more practice, a lot more experience gained there. But one of the things that we got was coaching. During the entire process, a couple of days a week, we were coaching others, they were coaching us, and I didn't even realize <laughs> what was happening because I was so deep in my trying to figure out what ADHD meant to my life and this change and this sudden realization of thinking I was one way for so long and realizing it, it all had to do with a neurological disorder and that it wasn't me. I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. You know, it's like you go through these moments where you're like, oh, okay, this really isn't about me. And once I've been, once I've been through some coaching and now that I have my medication, it has changed everything. It has changed the way I see other people, the way I treat other people, the way they, the way I perceive them and what they're saying. I don't just go right to the negative. It is so easy to go right to the negative thing we're experiencing. Like I have a client and she was, something happened and she was not, she was telling herself a story. And and I don't mean that to be mean. I mean, like, we tell ourselves stories all the time. That's what, like, our lens, what we look through is is all of the stories that we've created kind of in this little box in our brain. And we filter everything through these stories. And sometimes the story is, this happened because I did something wrong. And I'm going to tell you that probably nine times out of ten, the other person is not thinking that. The other person is not even close to thinking what you're thinking, your mind reading, telling a story, thinking what you believe has happened as opposed to base it in fact. And those are all things that come with RSD. These are all very rooted in the whole sensitivity of rejection. And the reason why RSD happens they believe they being, you know, the science gods. Um, <laughs> but the belief is that with ADHD, the reason that we have RAS is because we have difficulty regulating our what nervous system. Thank you for saying it with me, right? So we have trouble regulating ourselves, our nervous system. We have an under we have underdeveloped parts in our brain, so they don't work properly. And what they believe that this these two are attached to each other is because of that, because of the fact that we do not have always the ability to regulate emotions. And so that can definitely lead to going down this road of feeling rejected and very sensitive about perceiving somebody's rejection. So this is a short but sweet episode because RAS is something that is on some people's radar and not on others. If you're newer diagnosed to ADHD and this is not something that you have heard of or this is not something you realized was an issue that came with ADHD, it is good to know this because then you can kind of uncover what's underneath that 
and handle it a lot better while it's happening. Because if you're investigating it while it's not happening, you can take a clearer perspective and be able to move forward better than if you did not have that clear perspective and you did not understand what the hell was going on. Because when we don't understand something, we, are, we fear it, right? Understanding brings us different evidence. Does that make sense? Like, if we understand something, we are going to see it differently than if we don't understand it because we're going to fear it, right? So I highly encourage you that if you deal with this, and this is not a business episode, but I will say this, this comes up in sales with women in business all the time. Rejection sensitivity is real. And when it comes up in business, it can feel uh, very overwhelming because you're like, why am, I, why am I doing this? Why am I like this? And now you know, this could be an element of that for you. And there's a lot of information out there. If you go to chad.org or if you go to attitudemag.com, it's A-D-D-I-T-U-D-E, mag, M-A-G.com. Those are two of the top resources for ADHD, ADD, anything you could possibly imagine is going to be there. And those are two highly vetted, uh, well-known publications when it comes to ADHD. And it always has the most updated information and it is vetted. And there's a lot of doctors that weigh in there and it is a wonderful, wonderful resource. So if what I've shared today felt way too familiar to you, dig in. Those resources will help you. Second thing you can do is hire me. Because I can definitely walk you through where some of this may come from, shine a light, ask you deeper questions when it comes to this issue that you contend with in your life, and help you figure out ways to manage it better. I gave you a few in in here, but that's just kind of a, an overview as opposed to the in-depth. If you want to go deeper into this topic or any topic when it comes to ADHD, please DM me. Let's set up a coffee chat. I'm here for you. <laughs> and um, like I said, we're going to have a nice little bite-sized episode today. So thank you for being here. I love that you come back every single week to listen to my shenanigans <laughs> and to get information on ADHD. So I just want to end by saying what I always say is that I see you, I love you, and here's something new. Keep showing the world that main rebel energy. You've heard of main character energy, but we're rebellious. So it's more like main rebel energy, right? And just so you know, I'm rooting for you always. Bye. Oh, hey, you're still here. Well, thank you for listening all the way through the episode. And I would like to ask a little favor of you because I'm trying to get to as many women with ADHD as possible. Please like, share, subscribe, give a five-star review. And you could even post a screenshot in your stories and tag me so that I can thank you because the more women that this podcast gets to, the more we can help women like us. So thank you so much for sticking around till the end. And I hope you have a great day. I'll see you next time. Bye.